Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, 4 o'clock hour. As much as I don't want to share the stock market report, I will. It's brought to you by Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Dow Jones down 543 points today. That's over a percent and a half drop. S&P 500 down 73 points. That's almost 2% down. NASDAQ was down over 2%, minus 237 points. So, Ugly day on Wall Street today as they await the jobs report tomorrow, which will dictate the way the market goes. Let's uh, let's quickly do a little cat talk here before we get to headlines. You have a little cat talk, Solana? Not going to lie, I might be overdoing it on the Celsius today. I had the sparkling wild berry during the first hour of the show, and I happened to walk by the fridge, and there was an ice-cold Celsius peach vibe. And I asked, is this this anyone Celsius? There's a lot of people in the office today. I said, does anyone claim this Celsius that is ice-cold in the fridge? And Dan Day said, it is mine. I put it in there earlier, and I would like you to have it. And so now I'm working on my second (laughs) Celsius. Cat Talk brought to you by Celsius. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Uh, We talked about the Panthers with Appel in the last segment. Every game counts at this point. So they've got Chicago tomorrow night and then Winnipeg Saturday night. They'll be off till next Thursday. They host the Canadiens and then the New Jersey Devils the following Saturday at home, and then they'll go on the road for two at Detroit and at Philly. So uh, some big games coming up at FLA Live Arena for the Cats. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. All right, let's get headlines here in the 4 o'clock hour. We are going to check in with Joe Zagacki this hour. He was on the call for the Canes' victory over Wake Forest, a victory that I think should have been by a lot more points than it actually ended up being, but you'll take the dub, and uh, they will end up playing the winner of this Duke-Pitt game. What is the score of this Duke-Pitt game? Do you know, Solana? I don't because the score is down. Let's see. Duke, oh, they're blowing them wow. out. Duke 74, Pitt 44. Yeah, so Duke's up by now 75. They're up by over 30 points, so that means the Canes are going to play Duke tomorrow night, and you're going to hear it on 104.3 FM. The uh, The Heat game will be on 560 QAM tomorrow. The Panthers game will be on 96.5 FM HD 2, and the Canes game quarterfinal will be, uh, semifinal, will be on 104.3 FM, the Shark. All right, let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. The Miami Heat 
They'll play the Cavs tomorrow from Miami-Dade Arena. It ends their six-game homestand. It's an 8 p.m. tip-off. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that the six-game homestand was over already. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, they play five, so. So they got one more? Yeah, they got one more tomorrow. All right. He's mad now after this after the Josh Bell oh, thing. Not, you should you should have you should have heard him on the phone with Appel during the break. Bro, I, I they're just joking around, man. You know <laughs> in the meantime you mean I'm Appel's lighting up my text line. This Solano, what a D. <laughs> just Zelda just Zelda five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, bro. Eduardo is texting you now. Why why was $5,000 just taken out of my account? Uh, Parents are in Uruguay sending 5K from their account to Appel. That's funny. The Panthers, they host the Blackhawks tomorrow, 7 p.m. from FLA Live Arena, as Hawk just mentioned. All right. How about this? The Jets are optimistic they're, quote, on the brink of landing Aaron Rodgers' Per Diana Rossini of ESPN. Yeah, they're going to get him. He is absolutely going to end up on the Jets. There's no question in my mind. The more that smoke, there's fire. They went out there. They flew out to see him, and now they're still talking about it. I, I came around because I would have swore he would have stayed in uh, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he. Uh, listen, for everyone that goes, oh, the New York media market. He's going to go from Wisconsin to the New York media market. Aaron Rodgers thrives on media. He loves being the center of attention. It's why he does weekly appearances with Pat McAfee. Like, he he likes all that. And I think he wants to play on a huge stage. I think the New York Jets will deliver to him what he's been craving, or at least what he thinks he's been craving for many years. And he can work on his post-game, I mean, his his post-game period, his post-career stuff in New York, being out there, all that. Because like you're saying – the, the the positive of being in a small market without the pressure and all the criticism, then you don't get the the deals, the stuff that, you know, those big market guys get. Like Aaron Rodgers to be who he is, you don't see him enough on TV. He should be selling damn Skechers and Pollo Tropical, all kind of stuff. Uh, he's all over those insurance commercials. He's all over. Uh, State Farm. Yeah, State Farm. Yeah. Remember his discount double check move? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Um, I I did read an amazing tweet. Two days ago, amazing that Aaron Rodgers' career would this closely resemble Brett Favre's one Super Bowl title, then annoying the Packers to the point they no longer want you, <laughs> right. then ending up with the Jets. Right? Yeah, and that does that does mirror his career. It's fa- it's it's fascinating though, right? Because when he wins his first title with Green Bay, everybody's thinking, man, like next Tom Brady, yeah, um, he's gonna go on and win multiple Super Bowls, and now. You know, he's about to join the Jets. And by the way, Hawk, you think he's joining the Jets? I'll believe it when I see it because it's still the Jets. All right, They had a decent season. They always shoot themselves in the foot. They're a dumpster fire. They always mess up a sure thing. Bro, that I is think they're K- going to mess this up. That is KD choosing Brooklyn. It was the same argument, right? It's still the Nets. You know, they're always the the stepchild. And in New York, the Jets are the stepchild to the Giants, right? And and the same thing happened with Kevin Durant, which was, no, no, no. These guys, they're so good that they go, yeah, I'll be the guy. Brooklyn, I mean, we talked about it. That's the passing of the torch. I remember doing the shows where it's like the Knicks are no longer the it team in New York. It's Brooklyn because KD chose them. 
That's what the Jets are thinking, and that's what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. And by the way, imagine if you're Aaron Rodgers and you say to yourself, I can bring success to a New York Jets football team? I'll be a god. He already thinks he's a god. Like, yeah, I I think it's tailor-made for him. And the the young quarterbacks that get drafted high in the draft usually go to bad teams because bad teams have high draft picks. They believe that they're the one that's going to turn it around become Tom Brady to New England. So now I'm a proven multi-time MVP, Solana. Aaron Rodgers believes he can go to any team in the NFL next season and win a Super Bowl if they put the right pieces around. But but I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I think Aaron Rodgers thinks he could go to the Jets. You're saying the Jets are going to screw it up. I'm saying the same way the Knicks, because you're talking about KD going to Brooklyn. The Knicks thought they had KD in the mm-hmm. bag, and guess what? They ruined it because they're the Knicks. And I think the exact same thing's going to happen with the Jets. They're going to meet with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to think, we have it in the bag, which is what Diana Rossini is reporting. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers is going to say, bleep you. I'm not going to New York. I'm going somewhere else. Because it's the Jets. And the Jets always do this. They make you believe they're the Jets. They were the Knicks. What are we doing here with these two trash franchises? He will be, um, first of all, KD wishes he was on the Knicks right now. Second, second, KD wishes he was on the court right now. Uh, secondly, I, I think he ends up on the Jets. I, I just don't think that they would let this fester in this way if he was going back to Green Bay. He could put an end to it real quick. So I do think he goes to the Jets. Do you see also the Dolphins? They, uh, they restructured Bradley Chubb's contract. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. they restructured his contract, which saves them a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. They're trying to line it up for somebody big. I need Right, but who? I don't know. Yeah. You know what, honestly? Because there's some good, like, linemen out there and things that aren't be sexy, but I guarantee they go sign some damn offensive linemen. Dolphins restructured Bradley Chubb's deal, creating $14.65 million in cap space. When did that happen? Uh, like eight hours ago. You'll get there. It's coming, Solana. Your thread's slow. <laughs> I saw Pouncey today with the Dolphins media officially retiring as a Dolphin. Didn't see that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was this morning. Hmm. Yeah. The retired guys are the ones we're most concerned with. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover <laughs> Law Firm. Call them, 866-954-MORE. I mean, you guys could have just sent it to the thread. I, mean, <laughs> I honestly I every... honestly couldn't believe Like, I wouldn't have bothered sending that because I was certain that you had it. And then I realized when you did the headlines in the 3 o'clock hour, you didn't mention it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I have Dolphins push notifications up. I always get everything regarding the Dolphins. I, I don't think you do. Clearly you don't. Right now in South Florida, partly cloudy. Tonight, the lows are going to drop into <laughs> the mid to low 70s. That's your weather. All right. Don't you do a porpoise podcast? <laughs> taping the night. Aren't you, aren't you a Dolphins <laughs> insider? We're actually taping tonight. Don't miss it. Um, I got to do a quick version of 15 Minutes of Heat because Joe Zagaki is going to join us in the next segment. How about this question that Ira Winderman got in the Sun Sentinel? I'm complaining about Duncan Robinson all day. There are some people complaining about Omer Yurtsevin. Have you seen that on social media, or were you thinking that last night as you were watching the game? I wasn't thinking it last night, but I do know there's a large faction of Heat Twitter that thinks Yurt is the the the, the guy who's going to solve all these well, problems. Well, again, not solve all the problems, but get a few minutes. Did he get any minutes Monday night? Has not played yet. He has not played. No. So him, Mario Chalmers, and uh, Duncan Robinson have gotten zero <laughs> minutes in the last game. 
Somebody uh, wrote into the Ask Ira column in the Sun Sentinel, under no circumstances is Cody Zeller a better player than Omer Yurtsevin, and I'm sick of seeing Miami overvalue guys that wouldn't even thrive in the Chinese league. Why are the Heat always going for blue-collar players over guys like Omer Yurtsevin who have a higher ceiling? All right. All right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Cody Zeller's been great since the Heat acquired him. But. He has been good. So Ira Winderman responds, because at this moment, it's about who's more playoff ready. Cody Zeller brings an experience element that Omer Yurtsevin lacks. Omer assuredly has the higher upside, but at the moment, there also remains a learning curve. Cody is less to get in the way, willing to play solely as a complimentary piece and then get out of the way. It certainly was telling when Bam Adebayo and Cody Zeller both were called for a pair of fouls early Wednesday night, and Eric Spolstra instead rushed Cody back into the game. Um, I would argue that that's more of Eric Spolstra's stubbornness. It's, hey, I'll determine when you're ready, even though he's been playing in the G League to get ready. Like, Omer Yurtsevin is game ready, in my opinion. Omer Yurtsevin by your own admission, was excellent last season when he played. True or false? True. When Bam was out, Yurt looked really good. He did. All right. So you've got a couple of guys on the bench who are talented. Duncan Robinson, Omer Yurtsevin. I'm not telling you they're MVPs. I'm just saying they have some talent. And you're telling me in a loss, they can't sniff the court for a minute, either of them. The Heat are in essentially the playoffs right now. They want to avoid the playing seed. What happens in the playoffs when they you're lost. playing very important they basketball? They lost mm-hmm. last night. But what happens? You have a set rotation. You're eight to nine guys. Your argument. You I'll, I'll just remind you, your argument in the 3 o'clock hour was that Duncan Robinson couldn't get on the court because Bam and Cody Zeller were in foul trouble. No, Bam Adebayo was in foul trouble. Okay, and Cody what? Zeller had a, had a couple fouls early as well, as Ira points out. He did, but okay. you don't take out Cody Zeller when he's in foul trouble if Bam's in foul trouble because if Cody Zeller fouls out, you're okay with it as long as Bam's playing crunch time. But so, wouldn't that be a good excuse to get Omer Yurtsevin a couple of minutes during a regular season game? Last night, you're going to put Omer Yurtsevin, who has not played a single minute this season and only played three weeks last year against Jared Allen? Right, because they might end up losing the game then. They lost by four. Oh, they lost. I forgot. And Salam. It was a one-point game. You guys are just saying Jared Allen sound like he's Bill Russell there. That's what I was going to say. You did my (laughs) trick where you say something a certain way to amp it up. (laughs) Like, he's fine, but not Bill Russell. You throw him in with Jared Allen? The Cavs Cavs have the number one rated defense in the league, and they have the number one net rating in the league, and you guys are just talking about him like – just put in Duncan Robinson and Omer Yurtsevin, and everything is going to be okay. And it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Don't the put Heat, them in. Don't put them in because the, then you'll win. The Heat are – <laughs> Oh, the, wait. They lost? The Heat are playing their best players who have worked the best for them all season long, which I understand is mediocre, which is probably why they're the seventh seed. I get that. But the idea – that you have this diamond in the rough sitting it's, on the it's bench. It's not even a diamond in the rough. It's just somebody that can come in and give you some minutes. That's well, all I'm saying. Come in and give you some quality minutes. You said Bam's in foul trouble, so you can't put Duncan in. Bam's in foul trouble. Well, then put Omer Yurtsevin in. No, can't put him in either. I mean, what? Why bother carrying 15? 
you're asking to put in a guy in the most crucial part of your season that hasn't played any so minutes. So you do not think Omer Yurtsevich should get any minutes? Right now, no. So against, not till playoff time? Against the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't I don't see an avenue for Omer getting minutes right okay. now unless the Miami Heat are either winning a game by a lot, which they never do, or they're losing a game by a lot, which is possible at this point in the season against these types of teams. All right. I don't get it because they lost. I don't understand the argument when they lose. I would get it if they won last night. I don't understand arguing that what they – like, we have empirical evidence that the decisions last night were wrong because they lost. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. They lost in spite of themselves. 24 turnovers yesterday, and there's no empirical evidence that you turn the ball over less if it's Omer Yurtsevin or Duncan Robinson out on the court. No, but you have evidence they, that what they did last night resulted in a loss. That's all I'm saying. You, what oh, they did last night resulted in a loss. You're also downplaying the fact that what Eric Spolstra did last night, even waiting till the six-and-a-half-minute mark to put Jimmy Butler back in, despite being down eight points at the time, still had you within a point with a minute and change left. And I get it. That's not good enough, and I'm not commending them for coming back within a point, but you were still within a point against one of the best teams in the NBA despite having 24 turnovers. Think about that. 24 turnovers, and you were still in the game at the end. Aren't they the, aren't, aren't they the five seed? They're the four, the, the four seed right now in the East. All right. But they have the best net rating, the best defensive rating as well. They have Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. That's a good team, the Cleveland But you Cavaliers. just called them one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, I think they are one of the best teams in the NBA. And I think their numbers Jared, show that. Man, I think you are. Uh, no, Jared no, but I, I think what you're doing is you're trying to bolster your argument, which is fine. But I mean, to call of the Cleveland Cavaliers, but to call the Cleveland Cavaliers one of the best teams in the NBA, and that's the reason that Yurt or Duncan Robinson can get five minutes. You're saying you're saying that yesterday clearly bad decisions were made because they lost, and I'm telling you that. No, good decisions no, no, no. were no, made. No. <laughs> good decisions were made to keep them in the game despite 24 turnovers, which Spo can't control. The team went out there and got lazy with the ball against the best defensive team in the NBA, and in spite of all that, his rotations had them within a mi- uh, one point of the Cavs with a chance to win it, and Oladipo went ISO. Okay, but I could also say because of his rotations, they could have been up by six if they would have had a couple of three-pointers from Duncan Robinson that Max Truce missed. Right, and 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 your argument there is put in a guy who we have a two-year sample size has been extremely up and down, and another guy who hasn't played this season because he had surgery on his foot. But you're arguing for Victor Oladipo in the same breath. I have more evidence that Victor Oladipo is useless than Duncan Robinson. I mean, let's be honest. Victor Oladipo had a two-week run in his entire Miami Heat career. A two-week run where we thought he was back to all-star status. Huck, the single game you keep pointing to to defend your Duncan take Victor Oladipo shot more threes than him and had a better game and than I him lo- in the same game. And I loved Oladipo being out there for that. But he got minutes last night. Duncan didn't. Bring back Mario Chalmers. It's a ridiculous situation. All right, Joseph Gacki is going to join us. Where's the uh, tournament? Greensboro? North Carolina. <laughs> that, that part I had. I knew it was in North Carolina. I was curious what city. Anyway, Joseph Gacki is going to join us in the next segment. We'll talk a little hurricanes with him and see what they can expect against Duke, who looks like they're going to be the opponent tomorrow night. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm Batman. Hawk and Crowder.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Crowder is in Los Angeles. I am in the studios in Miami. Joe Zagacki is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline from somewhere in North Carolina, we have determined. Where is the... uh, Where's the ACC tournament, Joe? I'm in Greensboro. I was right. in Greensboro, right on Elm Street. I was right. That's right, near Cookout. You're going to yeah. be going to Cookout. Yeah, near a Cookout. Little, uh, little burger. So uh, we all listened to the game today here on the radio station. They had a uh, very large lead, the Hurricanes, in the second half, and Wake Forest whittled away at it. Canes end up winning by two. What was your takeaway from today's game? Did they just get a little lazy there at the end? Yeah, we flew a little too close to the sun. Almost got burned there a little bit. Um, you know, Wake made some great shots down the stretch. They hit three impossible three-pointers. Three-point shot closes the gap in a hurry. Miami's had some trouble this year closing games out in the last couple of minutes for whatever reason. Wuga Poplar uh, missed a free throw. He hasn't missed a free throw since somewhere in the middle of January. He's 15 for his last 15 and could have iced the game. He missed a free throw. Jordan Miller. 80% free throw shooter, missed all three of his, or missed three in a row today. And um, well, they got lazy, uh, but they just got off their game a little bit. And um, to Wake Forest's credit, they kept coming after him. And that kid, Appleby, he's a, he's a tough stop. He made a couple of impossible threes. Next thing you know, uh, you're in a jackpot, in a jam there. And uh, fortunately, uh, the final shot really wasn't that close. And Joe Duke just barely snuck past Pitt by thirty points. Yeah, they almost put a hundred on him. That's what, and now the 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 Canes they're playing Duke, correct now? Yeah, we have Duke tomorrow at seven o'clock. Can't wait for that. What's the biggest fear? Now you've seen them; they scored ninety six points, and I would say that you know Miami's defense is better than Pitt, but they played some close games this year. Should we be concerned with this outcome that I just saw? Because that is crazy ninety six points in college. Yeah, Duke's been playing great since uh, the Miami game. Uh, you know, they're a very talented team. My father used to say, you might want to save some of those points for the next game. Uh, so we'll see. Um, Duke, their advantage on Miami would be their size. Miami's advantage on Duke is going to be their ability uh, to break down a defense and create shots and uh, have different guys score at different levels. Uh, Duke with uh, Filipowski and Lively, uh, they've got the size, but, you know, you guys saw the game in Miami. Hurricanes ran them out of the gym, and uh, Duke beat Miami uh, in Durham by two points. It's a good matchup for Miami uh, for the most part. Um, I like Miami's chances. Uh, the crowd's going to be all Duke. There'll be 20,000 Duke fans here and about 200 Miami fans. 
So that'll be kind of interesting. And uh, hopefully they get a good fair whistle uh, in this game because uh, I thought a couple of the, the calls today were borderline. But uh, that being said, Duke's very talented. They're young. Miami has the more veteran team. What, uh, what did Coach L have to say after the game? Um, he's just happy to win this time of the year. I think uh, people try to uh, lead him down the road of, you know, you had that big lead, you let it get away, or you concerned, and he's like, look, this is March. only thing that matters in March right now in this sprint is to win. You, uh, before the conference was a marathon, now it's a sprint. All that matters is find a way to win. Isaiah Wong made a big shot. Um, today, I, I would, I'm, I'm going to expect that Wong and Pack will play really well tomorrow. Nigel was playing great. Then did not play the Florida State game. Last week against Pittsburgh, he was okay. Made a couple of shots today. He's very capable of giving you a 20-point game. And uh, they're going to need everything they can get from, uh, from Pack and Wong tomorrow. But today's story was Jordan Miller. You know, he had 18 points and a bunch of rebounds and uh, Norchad had another double-double. I think the great thing about the, about the way Miami plays is there's always somebody to pick them up. That's what they've depended on all year long. I think that's one of the reasons why they're really good. I also think their defense will be a lot better tomorrow. Now, again, Duke's size is going to be a bit of a problem, but um, Miami's handled that all year. And, Joe, you bring up Isaiah Wong. He won the ACC Player of the Year, which is amazing. How, like, how big is that with all the players and what the ACC is the basketball for a Miami Hurricane to win it? And who was the last person that won it? I don't even know. Well, Miami's only had three players of the year uh, in conference play. Shane Larkin, Isaiah Wong, and then the Big East, Tim James. And for Isaiah to win player of the year in the ACC, and, and I don't want to, you know, well, I'm going to sound this way. What the hell? <laughs> you know, the, the league is so – Carolina centric, so it always has been, uh, and that's part of the, the problem they they face right now uh, in order to stay together. But um, Isaiah Wong to, to win this award, uh, I think, is just monumental for the University of Miami. For somebody outside of Duke or Carolina to win is tremendous. And everybody was talking about, oh, it's going to be Armando Baycott. All year long, I heard Armando Baycott, Armando Baycott. I'm like, the, the team, the best player on the team that won the conference is Isaiah Wong. And if it's not him, it's Jordan Miller. And Miller should have been on the first team. He could have been conference player of the year. He was on the second team. So uh, I think it does show how far Miami basketball has come under Coach L to have a guy become player of the year. Joe Zagaki, he's in Greensboro. So tomorrow's game Pre-game will start at 6.30 on 104.3 FM, The Shark, and then Joe will be on the call. It will be Canes and Duke tomorrow, 7 p.m. And uh, and then the championship game would be when? Not to put the cart in Saturday, front of the horse. 830. Saturday at 8.30. Saturday at 8.30. 8.30. Yep. All right. 8.30. So, uh, you know, the last time Miami won was 10 years ago, Hawk. I remember. I'll throw this one in your yeah, – throw this at you. They beat North Carolina State on a Saturday – they beat Carolina on a Sunday in this very same building, which, again, is going to have twenty to 23,000 uh, Duke fans. On that day, it had State and North Carolina. And to this day, I still think it's one of the greatest achievements in Miami athletics history. And that's putting it right there with some of those football championships because of 
where they want it and who they want it against. And that's what they'll be up against tomorrow night. Although I will tell you, in this instance, I think the Canes are more loaded with talent. I think it was more of an uphill climb 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, well, I don't know. That team was pretty good. Right, but Wong, Pack, Miller, Omer, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty loaded with talent. Yeah, Shane Larkin, Duran Scott, Kenny Kaji, Reggie Johnson, Trey McKinney-Jones. Julian they're, Gamble. They're pretty good. Julian Gamble, Julian Joe. Gamble. Come on, don't Kaji me. Don't Kaji me when I'm, making, when, I'm making a good, when I'm making a good point. Don't Kaji me, Joe. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I'm just saying that was a pretty good team. What? Uh, pretty, what pretty remarkable achievement. What are you doing for dinner tonight in Greensboro? Uh, I will be sitting next to Coach L. In, in the uh, meeting room on the second floor, I think eating chicken. Oh, now if they have coleslaw with that chicken, will you eat the coleslaw? Uh, they will not have coleslaw. They probably will have mashed potatoes. Last, probably the same as last night. Mashed potatoes, chicken, or pasta. Well, what about uh, what... if you're if you're at cookout or somewhere else and they have coleslaw? Are you a coleslaw guy? Mm, I like coleslaw. I do. Yeah, Is this going to create another firestorm like the damn Oreos? No, I, we, we, we've talked about coleslaw for a couple days here. Um, me and Aronde, big coleslaw guys, Crowder and Solana, no on coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Doug Plagans, big coleslaw guy. Uh, Clay Ferrero, coleslaw guy. So I was curious where, where you fall on that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i throw a real monkey wrench in. I like coleslaw. All right. And I like coleslaw that has a zing to it. So you like the vinegar-based coleslaw. Well, I... You know, uh, Joe's has nice, has great coleslaw. You go to Joe's, you get stone crabs in their coleslaw. I don't know what they put in it, but it's got a little bit of a, little bit of a belt to it. Mm. I like so that. You would ruin a stone crab, following it up with coleslaw. That's it's a side crazy. dish. Uh, wait, wait a minute, time out, Crowder. How how how, how can you say ruining ruining a stone crab with coleslaw when the place that is known for stone crabs serves it? Right. When they know if it's when they know just right like Spo doesn't Spo know when to play Duncan Robinson or not? You don't think Joe's knows what to serve with their stone crabs? They're trying to filter <laughs> out which customer needs fresh stone crab because if you eat coleslaw, they give you the old ones. I mean, he's a child, Joe. You know who doesn't like coleslaw? The children. They go, oh, it's it's icky, mom. I don't want to eat the coleslaw. Get the old ones. He's eating the slaw. <laughs> Ozagaki. All right, enjoy your uh, dinner with uh, with Coach L, and hopefully we can uh, talk to you on Monday after an ACC championship. That would be nice. That would be nice. We'll also ne- know where we are going on Monday. Yeah. Because Selection Sunday is Sunday. That is correct. And so we're going to be going someplace. And then Crowder and I, we will be live Thursday at Twin Peaks in Davie. I don't know if the Canes will be playing Thursday or not. But we are going to kick off the tournament at Twin Peaks in Davie. Joe Zagacki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes, coleslaw lover and friend of the program. Thank you for making time for us, Joe. All right, fellas. By the way, I want to say happy anniversary to my wife. Oh, very nice. We'd like to say happy anniversary to you then. What year? What number year? 32. That's, That's the coleslaw year. 
<laughs> yeah, twenty-five is silver, I think, and uh, thirty-two is coleslaw. This is coleslaw. Okay, very good. I'll get her a bucket of coleslaw. Great. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, oh, thirty-two years, and Mister and Mrs. Agaka, they ride around David together on bikes, like they really enjoy each other's company, and that—that's encouraging, Joe, to a guy that's been married fourteen years. That is, you are a a, a testament to a happy marriage, Joe. There you go. That's right. All right. All right, fellas. Although I, I, I guess yes. she's not there with you, though, right? You're not spending no, your no, huh? No, uh, no, we're not. We're now kind we, of accustomed to this. Nope. Now we know the, the key. key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You just say, got the key. The hard ponder. <laughs> you just got the key to 32 years, and it ain't coleslaw. It's work. It's one airline ticket at a time. <laughs> work real hard. Come home to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Joe. Have a good broadcast tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. There you go. Joe Zagaki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes. Unfortunately, this is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Hawk and Crowder. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.